Hello and welcome to the Hype Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Safa Alchami, and stick around while I discuss mindset hacks and self-development advice that will assist you in unlocking your true potential. Welcome back to another episode of the Hype Coach Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Safa Alchami, and boy, do I have a whole heap of information to share with you guys as always. Without further ado, hit that subscribe button, share this with someone that you know and love, Make sure that we're sharing the charity of knowledge so that way someone can really benefit from what I'm teaching now. The topic about today is different learning styles. So what do actually different learning styles mean? As individuals, we absorb and communicate information very much differently. So you would have heard, why are you so difficult to teach and why can't you learn like someone else? Let's be honest here. If we have a classroom of about 30 students, you can very much bet your ass on it that a lot of these children are going to be taught a lot more differently. That's why some understand something and others don't understand it. This is why, and I'm going to teach you guys why. As we know, as individuals, it is reflected in the way we articulate ourselves, the way we process certain conversations, and even the way we read inside our heads. Certain subjects or topics about the situation or conversation may be hard to grasp for some, but easy to interpret for others. Every single student is very much different and in educating ourselves, we adapt to learn our own type of learning style and latch onto what makes us retain information a lot more easier. So you would have heard something like you wouldn't teach or you wouldn't test a fish's ability to climb the tree. We are different animals in our classroom. I don't mean the actual animals, but you get the concept. You get the metaphor that I'm trying to paint here. And we're trying to test them on the same ability of climbing the same tree, not allowing, you know, room for some and not helping others learn and articulate in their own way. This is why some students, if you are a teacher or if you are an employee or an employer, this is actually really important because you cannot interpret the same information to the same amount of people in the exact same way. You know, if you're a teacher at the moment, then this is going to help you kind of crack the code. If you're a parent, I'm going to help you crack the code. If you are, you know, if you're just using this to understand yourself, you're going to crack the code. What if I told you, as you guys know from last week's podcast, what if I told you that currently I'm learning Quran? The last time I learned Quran was probably about six or seven and my mom and dad got divorced. We never went back. And that's the last time I actually tried to learn some sort of Arabic. So it's very much limited. Arabic is not my first language. English is, even though my parents were very much Arab as they come. They understand Arabic very well. Their English is limited. My English isn't because I was born in Australia. So as this, I'm currently learning Quran and Arabic. And what if I told you because I knew my learning style so well, I was able to teach my Quran teacher how to also teach my son. Now, the same Quran teacher teaches my daughter and my son. My son is eight, my daughter is seven, my son is in year three, my daughter is in year two. These children, both very different, very different personalities, different learning styles. I can see it and it's kind of like I've always been taught, oh, your son is really hard to teach or your son doesn't sit down or your son is really distracting. And this is why I actually chose this Quran teacher specifically. It is actually because she adapts the learning style so well. She has different you know, strategies and she doesn't really put every single person in the same basket. So because I'm learning now with the same teacher, I'm learning better in my learning style. So I taught her how to teach me, but now she's actually using the exact same categories and strategies that I use for myself in learning and teaching my son Arabic. It was hard for him to grasp the concept. 
now because I knew my learning style, it is helping my son as well. And not a lot of teachers are equipped enough with education and, you know, qualifications to be able to do this. The range of varied learning styles is widely recognized in both classroom environment, theory, and education theory in general. Learning styles are a popular concept in psychology and education and are intended to identify how people learn best. One of the most prevalent understandings in the space that is learning styles for individuals can be different. There are four broad categories for the most preferred method of learning, and they have been identified to include visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and reading and writing. Neil Fleming's VARK, V-A-R-K models was introduced in 1987 and designed to help students and others learn about their individual learning preferences. So according to the VARC model, you are identified by whether you have a preference for the following. Visual learning, which is you are the watcher. Auditory learning, which is you hear. Reading and writing is thinking or AI or AP or kinesthetic, which is you are the feeler. Something has to feel right for you to actually learn that way. Now, understanding that these different categories might pour into some, but you would be dominant in one. So there's nothing wrong with having a little bits and bobs of you know here and there. It's very much normal, very much okay. But what we want to know is just to make sure that you are learning this so that way you might even crack the code to teaching your own children or your own students at the same time. Going into visual learning first. Visual learning is a type of learning style in which students prefer to use images, graphics, colors, or maps to communicate ideas or thoughts. Visual learners must see information in order for them to learn it. These learners are likely to have a photographic memory and may use color, tone, brightness to recall information. In class, visual learners will benefit from seeing diagrams drawn out or for example on the chalkboard or even slideshows. Visual learning refers to the model of learning where students rely on graphic aids to remember and learn material. Visual learners can also easily visualize objects and have a great sense of balance, alignment, and are very much color-oriented and effortlessly envision imagery. Visual learners can also learn by color coding their notes, making to-do lists, and using concept maps to organize their thoughts. Visual learners are known to make plans, make decisions by writing lists, have a strong imagination and daydream a lot and understand projects as a whole. Visual learners often work in areas such as art, fashion, technology, computers, and mathematics. These are visual learners. And also there are, I'm gonna go into the strengths of a visual learner in a minute, and I'm gonna show you guys the learning strategies on how to teach a child that is a visual learner. Now, funny thing is everyone thinks that they are a visual learner until I read these characteristics or you know these categories and they're like oh you know what I don't think I'm a visual learner because I actually thought I was a visual learner but I'm actually not I know I'm not a visual learner because I'm really really bad at map I'm really bad at direction um at the moment anyway it's like I said everything's a habit right everything's a behavior do you remember visual learners can actually remember 75 percent of what they see or read they also take a lot of notes they have a good sense of direction because they can read maps which is what I spoke about before their love for balance means they tend to be very neat. They often do really well in class tests because they remember what their information is and where it is and where it was written down. They might like color. 
They also like to be looking at a person who is speaking because it helps them focus. And I'm going to go into the learning strategies for visual learners. Recognizing that you are a visual learner is a great starting point. If you recognize the traits in your children or the children that you're working with or even the children or the people that you work around, it can help them learn these strategies too. If you are a visual learner, write down the information people tell you and try to work around it in your own quiet space. And studying works best for you if you look at headings, pictures before you read the whole sentence, highlight important words in color, write down goals, sit in a place where you easily can see the teacher, use hands-on and practical tasks like building models and doing case studies. In this way, you can show that you know how to do something rather than writing down the steps. And obviously, you're connecting the information to the concept, to the writing that you've written down. Brainstorms really help you. Diagrams really help you. Mind maps really help you. All of these can really adapt your thinking to help you retain the information faster. If you're teaching, this is how you teach it. If you are teaching a visual learner, use a lot of different technology to present information such as PowerPoint, videos, and photos. Organize information well with headings and pictures and let the students be as creative and use their imagination and after reading information, ask the students to close their eyes and picture what they just learned. When teaching, explain to the children why they need to learn the information and how it will affect them. Give them the goal, encourage discussion and use handouts. We're going to go into the next one. So what we know from an visual learner is it's a lot more than what we actually thought. We actually thought that the visual learner is everyone. But every single thing that you're going to create, if you're going to create some sort of learning material, it's going to go into some of these categories. And as you know, homework now, what I've seen is they're moving away from just writing the context down or writing the spelling words down and moving along. I actually worked in childcare for eight years before I actually moved on to being a business coach. I'm very much qualified in the childcare industry and I have a degree in everything. Um, what we learn in childcare is teach them through play, teach them through doing, teach them through visual, teach them through reading, teach them through writing. And this is very much very sufficient in today's game. If you want to learn a concept, you got to not only learn your learning style, it's going to be really, really helpful, but find where somewhere where you're most dominant. If you're great with your hands, I'm going to show you what it means in kinesthetic learning. But before that, we're going to go into auditory learning, which is actually quite interesting because not a lot of people actually speak about auditory learning. Auditory learning is a style of learning in which individuals learn more effectively and efficiently by just listening. Auditory learners remember the information better when it is delivered through sound and speech rather than a written form. Auditory learning is one of the four key different styles of the VARC model and a person who is an auditory learner relies on speaking and listening as their primary way of listening and learning. Many auditory learners may experience challenges because they receive when they receive instructions or information in a written form, they clearly understand them, but it's very much limited. The information when it is auditory has a higher response rate. These individuals are great listeners and can be easily and can easily remember information that has been spoken. Lectures, talks, podcasts, TED talks, all these can be helped with auditory learners. These are the traits of auditory learners. Auditory learners understand information best when given verbal instructions. Here's a statistic for you. Only 30% of school students are auditory learners. They often memorize best by hearing and speaking out loud. They may also talk a lot and interrupt others. 
They remember names rather than faces. Noise and music are very distracting and they don't benefit as much as other learners from pictures and practical activities. When listening, they often look distracted and they are like they're listening to their own thoughts with their eyes looking down or to the right. They often play musical instruments, sing or hum themselves busy. They may be slow readers and find it hard to understand graphs, diagrams and reading maps. Here's something if you remember. I'm going to go tap into your childhood here. Do you guys remember that Hannah Montana episode where Miley had to remember the bones in the body and she couldn't learn them so she made it into a, like a song? That is because she's an auditory learner. Because she's an auditory learner, she learned through speaking or making a sound, making it into a song, which is, well, she's a singer, duh. But that is a visual representation of a auditory learner. But they are only 30% of school students that are auditory learners. Auditory learners often work in areas such as journalism, teaching law, languages, and speech pathology. Mm, that's quite interesting. These are the learning strengths of auditory learners. Auditory learners are great at explaining decisions, telling stories, detecting changes in speech, tone and emotion, responding to lectures, class discussions, understanding grammar, learning languages, remembering conversations, musics and lyrics. And also they speak off the, off the top of their head. Okay. And these are some learning strategies of learners. Recognizing that you're an auditory learner is a great starting point. If you recognize these traits in your children or the children that you're working with, you can help them learn these strategies too. If you are an auditory learner, study works best if you read out loud, make and listen to CDs and audio tapes, which is what I spoke to you about before about the Hannah Montana episode. Watch videos, study in groups so you can discuss, use word associations, repeat information with your eyes closed, make up songs or jingles. And also explaining information to other people. Teaching strategies of auditory learners. If you are teaching an auditory learner, use technology with sound, music, or speech. Encourage discussion. Encourage children to explain topics to each other. Include and encourage oral presentations. Explain information through songs, raps, or poems. Allowing times when the classroom is silent, when times of quiet music. Allow students to record lectures. The funny thing is when we are trying to identify the different learning styles, you often will find characteristics that you like as well. Now, remembering that even though these learning styles, you can pour into another one, you can have kind of like little bits and bobs, but you will very much have one dominant one. Reading and writing style. And this is the thinker, one of the four learning styles from the VARC model, which consists of visual, auditory, reading and writing and or thinking. I like to call it thinking, it's just easier, and kinesthetic learning. Sometimes I refer to the second visual style of reading and writing as a type of learning style. These learners are known to read and write, and they learn best by reading and writing the information down. And these are people who always add notes to pictures, use hardcover books as over an audio book, and prefer using closed captions when watching videos. <laughs> Funny thing is, I do this as well. I don't know about you. I love, love, love using closed captions on my videos, it just makes it more easier. Also, I'll give you guys a little parenting hack. If you are worried if an educational film or an educational show is, um, you wanna add the educational element into it, add the subtitles for your kids. They learn how to spell through what they see. So they're very much able to learn. I know it's a great hack. I used it during lockdown. I shared it on my Instagram feeds and everyone's like, oh my God, it's freaking amazing. 
yeah, you want to add the educational element to it, especially if your child's a thinker, that's how you do it. You add the video, you add the subtitles to it. Um, also teaches them how to read really fast. Their learning process consists of combination between reading and writing to better understand it. To read and write learners rely on reading and learning themselves. They may also have problem grasping the information presented to them by others, such as lectures and pictures. And they also enjoy learning from a reference material, such as encyclopedias and dictionaries. I don't know about you guys, but do you remember when you guys were like young? I'm 30, so when I was like 10, when I was in year four, I was taught how to write down the meaning for me to actually learn the word. Yeah, that's literally a reading and writing learning style. Okay. Note taking for memory retention and learning is a definite in this learning style for reading and writing. After reading a text, ask the person to read and write and summarize the information so that way you can understand the concepts better. Did you know that although reading and writing learners are really good students in class, they can find participating in discussions really challenging? Since they can articulate themselves better when writing, they prefer to write their thoughts down rather than sharing them in the class. This way they can process their thoughts and become more prepared and less stressed to share it out loud. There's a whole different characteristics list I'm going to share. They learn best by reading and taking notes. They like reading out loud. They use dictionaries and source materials as reference. They tend to remember information that they read or write down. They become great writers. They prefer making organized PowerPoint presentations for presenting different projects. And they excel at multiple choice and essay tests. And they tend to be good at grammar since they read habitually and very frequently. I know, I told you, like, it's a cheat code. Literally. I'm giving you the cheat code to your life. They also read in their free time and they enjoy using lists and ordering things into categories. And they prefer written feedback for their work rather than um, verbal. Different reading and writing techniques of learning. It goes with the saying that the notes need to be concise, clear and accurate. To organize your notes, you need to divide your page into four sections. One small area at the top of the page where you can put the title and date and two column areas at the center, and one to write your notes in and other keywords, comments, and questions. This is how to help with the category of the thinker. Mind mapping is another effective way to organize information in order for them to understand it better or you to understand it better. You can use it to take notes while listening to a lecture, understand your ideas, information, review learning when preparing for an exam, and so much more. It would be best if you try to draw quickly and clearly with the intention of revisiting your drawing to revise a better understanding of information. Use different colors to classify, symbolize different things and always leave some space on your page so the way you can add a mind mapping diagram. My, this is my favorite learning style because this is literally what I am. A kinesthetic learner or a feeler. You learn through feeling, hands-on experience. The kinesthetic learning is a style that obtaining information. Kinesthetic learning's primary Premise is that the student learns best when shown stimulations, presentations, videos, or when moving around with hands-on environment. Similar to tactile learning, which emphasizes the likes of drawing, touching, and building in educational circumstances, kinesthetic learning stresses full body movement to process information. For example, pacing back and forth while memorizing and drawing flowcharts and underlining notes while tapping their legs. Moreover, these learners are best understood with concrete and real life examples. Kinesthetic learning refers to the need for movement or realistic situation examples when requiring information. Kinesthetic learning is often best suited in situations like role plays, field trips, hands-on projects, competitions, with learners typically possessing good motor memory and ability to respond quickly. These are the traits of kinesthetic learners. Like I'm literally gonna explain myself right now. I hope you guys like really like this. 
and I'll create more in, in the future. Kinesthetic learners process information best when they experience the world for themselves. For example, when learning how to tie your shoelace, you learn by trial and error, using practical ways and working it out in your own hands. They enjoy being busy, using real tools and materials to imitate their teachers and learning skills. They learn best by moving and they are often considered hyperactive when they get bored and fidgety easy. They show excitement and interest by moving around. They enjoy exploring and they find it easier to explain and understand abstract topics if it's explained in practical examples. They often talk fast and use their hands like I am right now, like you guys always see me, using touch, space and movement to learn. This is literally how I learn. Kinesthetic learners often, <laughs> often work in sports, performance, physiotherapy or anything to do with movement. I don't know about you, but I don't work in sports and performance, but I do enjoy going to the gym, you know, moving around. The learning strengths of kinesthetic learners is if you recognize that you are a kinesthetic learner at some starting point, if you recognize these traits in your children or the children that you're working with, these learners are great at remembering how to do something after they've done it once themselves, navigating creative activities, understanding the environment and understanding how things work. So I don't know if you guys ever done this. Did you guys ever pull apart a toy when you were a kid? And then you try to put it back on your own. That is literally a kinesthetic learner. You want to know how things work. And if you have a child that is autistic or ADHD, you will find a lot of these learning styles is exactly how they work. It's fun. Learning is fun. Learning strategies for kinesthetic learners. If you are a tactile kinesthetic learner, make sure you use your body and sense of touch during learning. Study works best if you work in a quiet environment, take regular short breaks, close your eyes to trace words or images with your finger. Make games, puzzles out of what you're learning, role plays, performances, which is I explained, notes, draw, teach others what you're learning, which is exactly what I do with my husband. You best believe every single time I learn something, I run to my husband and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. he's like, wow, that's really cool. I'm like, I know. And that's how I remember it. It's just how I learn. <laughs> this one made me laugh because this is exactly what I do. When learning kinesthetic learners fidget or eat snacks when they need to. And some tactile learners tap pens in the rhythm of the desk and they shake their leg, they tap, they touch their face. It's, it's all about touch and feel. And these are the strategies that are helpful, allow students to move and walk around while learning, allow frequent short breaks, teaching real life objects, dressing costume, encourage arts and crafts, teaching using science experiments, encourage trial and error and organize exp excursions and lessons outside. Overall, it's really important to remember to embrace all types of learning. Understand that all these different types of learning styles doesn't really end in the classroom. It goes out very much into the real world by equipping students or people that you work with, with tools in their early years, teachers are empowering them for the future. So think about right now of that really great teacher that you had as a child. Most likely the reason why you like them so much is because they actually taught you in your learning style. Pinpointing how a child learns can be dramatically affecting their ability to connect with the topics that you're teaching, as well as how they participate with the rest of the class. What's most important to remember is you will very much kind of, you know, use a mixed bag of lollies with this, but you can very much use all of these to teach anyone that you're learning. If you like this episode, make sure you share this with someone that you know and love. Take some notes as well. Go back, pause me if needed. It was a really cool little, you know, tip and trick podcast episode that I did and I hope it finds you well and I'll see you guys on the next episode thank you so much for tuning in 
If this podcast episode helped you in any way, please share it on your socials. You can find me on IG, Safa Alchami, TikTok, The Alchami Life, and you can book to work with me personally through my website, thehypecoach.com. I look forward to working with you. Let's grow.